What's up, guys? This is the Game Boys back at you with another episode. This is episode three, and this week we are talking about our top five favorite games. And before we get into that, we're going to cover the PS5 event, and we're going to cover the Apple Apple event. I will be covering the Apple event. Jamin will be covering the PS5 event. Alrighty, let's get into this business. Hey, Jamin, how's it going? Hey, man, I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. So, this week, big week for events. We had the Apple event, we had the PS5 event. Um, so, I'm going to just kick it off here with the Apple event. We had three new, well, three special new things that came up this week for the Apple event. We had a new Apple Watch Series 6. We had Apple Watch Series, or not Series, but SE. And then we had the iPad Air with the full screen and the finger recognition on the top button. Um, All pretty big leap forward. I mean, Apple Watch 6, obviously, um, was expected. Um, The SE was speculated at. um, And then... Um, we got the iPad Air, which had been leaked a couple months ago, um, on a Japanese or, um, Asian, uh, little pamphlet. Um, we also got the new iPad 8 with the now faster A12 Bionic chip and support for Apple Pencil. I mean, it's always had Apple Pencil support, but it is now sporting the iPad OS 14, as well as iOS 14 came out. Been loving that. Loving the widgets. I already have mine customized. Love it. Um, uh, yeah, we had our oh, Apple Watch um, or Watch OS 7. Um, they announced their Apple Fitness program. It's still yet to be determined on what the date for that coming out is. Just coming late 2020. Um, that is a fitness app that works with your phone and your phone, uh, TV, like your TV, Apple TV, uh, with your watch and displays your rings, your calories burned during the workout, your heart rate and time that you've been doing it. Um, pretty excited about that. It's going to be a cool thing. Definitely going to have to give it a go. Um, not much else, just updates on pretty much current models. Oh, the new iOS, uh, or not iOS, Series 6 has uh, now blood oxygen sensor, um, altitude detector, um, two and a half times brighter, always on retina display with a new six uh, or S6 chip um, for better battery life and battery consumption. Um, pretty much all, they're still selling the three as their low end, lowest end model. Um, I mean, the three is a great, great watch. I have it. I've had it for two years now. It's a, it's a solid, solid watch. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be upgrading to the six here soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all that happened during the Apple event. It wasn't as long as we normally get because we did not have an iphone release um obviously the ipad pro 
uh, Gen 4 came out earlier in the year. Um, so it really was just a smaller Apple event. Um, we usually have a two-hour event. It was like 40 minutes to an hour this time. Um, but it was good. It was good. I'm excited. Uh, Apple slated to be carbon-free in 2030, which is pretty good. Um, and uh, I think that's just about it for the Apple event. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Jamin for the PS5 event. The, the master of the PS5 event, if you would. Oh, man. Too much praise, dude. Too high of praise. Um, but all right. Yeah, I'll get into it. So um, this event wasn't like super long either, but um, it also didn't have like a ton of new games, but it did have some really big ones. So um, it kicked off the show by showing off Final Fantasy 16, um, which so for me, I'm not super huge into Final Fantasy, but I know a lot of people are. So this is a huge get for Sony, especially since it's a PlayStation exclusive. That's pretty huge. And that'll probably make a lot of Xbox people pretty mad since the, the game that came before at 15 was also on the Xbox one. Um, so I'm sure a lot of Xbox fanboys aren't very happy about that. Um, but it is a PlayStation exclusive and what I liked about it too. And what this article I'm looking at notes is that, um, this entry in the franchise is a more traditional fantasy setting. Um, which I kind of like because, Again, like I said, I'm not super into Final Fantasy. I'm sure Tim um, could say more to that. But, um, you know, seeing that it's called Final Fantasy and it being more of a fantasy setting because 15, I mean, it, I, don't, I don't really know much about that game, but it was like a, you were driving in like a modern looking car and like you fought some monsters and stuff. But I don't know. I, I wasn't really like getting the fantasy from that. Um, it looked kind of weird to me. So to see this game and it is, looks truly like a fantasy game actually looks pretty cool. It actually got me um, interested in it. So that was the beginning of the show, Final Fantasy 16. And then the next thing we got was Spider-Man Miles Morales. So of course we already knew that this game was around, but this time we actually got to see um, some real gameplay. So we saw the game. Now it does look, you know, it still connects to, spider-man so it didn't look like a brand new completely unique different thing like it still has the core roots of spider-man ps4 but it did look like it had um some little like ui changes and also we got to see um miles's powers so we got to see um his invisibility and we got to see um his like electricity power so um that was pretty cool to see um some new gameplay of that we saw a moment that it totally reminded me of the Spider-Man homecoming when he's um, webbing the two sides of the boat and pulling them together. He's doing that, but um, with the Brooklyn bridge um, and it looks super cool. So I'm definitely excited about that game. And I'm even more excited now because um, we saw that this game actually won't be a PS five exclusive. So we'll actually be able to play it on the PS four, um, which is super cool. And the other thing that's super crazy is that, Games that are coming out that are third party, at least for PlayStation is concerned. I'm not too sure about Xbox right now, but as far as PlayStation is concerned, third party games, meaning games that are on PlayStation and Xbox and PC, they'll only be $50. So um, it's pretty unique or 50 or 60. It's, it's between that range. I think Miles Morales might be 50 because it's a, um, a spinoff, 
but it's in the 50 to $60 range. So, which is cool because, um, you know, people were speculating, oh, so games now are going to be $70. And actually it's different because the games that are $70 are actually going to be first party PlayStation 5 exclusives. So those are going to be $70. So hopefully, you know, we're kicking in 10 extra dollars. So hopefully we'll get like an amazing game because this is like first party PlayStation exclusive. So those will be $70. So hopefully they will be just as great. I mean, if they're anything like the PS4, you know, exclusives, you have nothing to worry about if you're a PlayStation fan, because those were absolutely fantastic. Okay. So that's Miles Morales, Spider-Man. The next one. Now this one is pretty cool. This one is called Hogwarts Legacy. So this is that long time rumored game, the Harry Potter game um, that we've heard so much about. So it's a Harry Potter open world RPG. So this one's cool because we, you know, we had heard that this game was in development, um, but we didn't know if it was true. It sounded kind of just like a rumor, kind of sounded like, you know, oh, that would be kind of cool one day. Uh, but no, it's, it's totally real Hogwarts Legacy. So, okay, so the game, it's not actually set during like the events of the normal Harry Potter. So you're not going to be Harry Potter. You're not going to interact with Harry. It, it won't have anything to do with Harry Potter. So the game is actually set during the 1800s. So obviously way before Harry Potter. Um, and like I mentioned before, this is an open world RPG. So what's so cool about it is not only are you going to be able to fully explore Hogwarts, but you're also going to be able to fully explore the forest. Um, and also I think probably some of the other villages and towns um, that are in Harry Potter, you know, the world, but obviously they'll be during the 1800s. So I'm sure they'll look different. Um, but it looks, it looks super cool. I mean, all we saw was the trailer, so we didn't get any gameplay. Um, but, you, I mean, you fight, you fight other, you know, wizards, but you also fight monsters. Like, um, you could fight, like, a dragon and, like, an ogre. So it really is pretty cool. And then on a website I'm looking at, it says, you can learn and customize spells, team up with iconic characters, and tame fantastical beasts. Um, so this, I mean... This looks like if you're any sort of Harry Potter fan, definitely keep your eyes out for this because I mean, and especially for video game fans that are fans of Harry Potter as well. I mean, this is a total dream come true. I mean, open world RPG, you get to be your own wizard. Um, you get to create your own spells, fight dragons and maybe even tame them and like ride them. Um, not sure if there's going to be like a morality system. So, you know, maybe you can be put, like on Slytherin and kind of maybe go down a darker path. Um, you know, that waits, we wait to, to see on that, but um, it looks super cool. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, and that game is uh, scheduled to, re to release sometime in 2021. So also just before I go on, that's something that's also really cool. And I think something that PlayStation is doing better than Xbox, because while we do see some cool looking games for Xbox, we know that these games aren't going to come out for two to three years easy, but with all of these games that we were shown today, or at least most of them, they're all coming out next year. So we don't, you know, PlayStation fans do not have to wait very long um, to get some pretty awesome games. So um, I'm super excited about Hogwarts legacy. So then the next one, uh, Demon's Souls remake. So this was a game that came out a long time ago on the PlayStation three before the Dark Souls game. So this was the first one of its kind. 
um, rev super revolutionary, um, extremely difficult. Um, but now that they're remastering it on the PS5, I got to say it looks fantastic. I was looking at some old gameplay a while ago of it, of just the original one. And obviously it's old, so it's going to look old. Um, but man, they, it, it looks like they're doing a really good job with this remake because I mean, it looks insane. Like it looks really detailed. I can't wait to see all the different armors, all the different um, weapons, the different monsters. Um, it looks, it looks sick. So I'm actually excited. And this one comes out on the 12th. So day one um, PS5, which I will get to that in a little bit, but this is a day one PS5 uh, game exclusive. Um, so that looks really cool. So Demon Souls remake. Okay. This is the huge one. So this was the show ender. It was very brief, but we got our tease of the next God of war. So the God of war sequel, uh, probably going to be called God of war Ragnarok because it said Ragnarok is coming. Um, so that's at least the fan title right now, God of war Ragnarok. Um, we know nothing about the game. All we saw was the logo and it said Ragnarok is coming and it had Kratos talking for two seconds. But just that alone was enough to drive so much hype because the 2018 um, game, the 2018, not, not a remake, but more of, well, it cause it continued on the story of the original three, but it's really different. Um, it's much more like third person, which I mean, the other ones were third person action adventure, but those games were like hack and slash. Whereas this one was a little bit more like dark souls, not as hard as dark souls because I would have rage quit if I, if it was as hard as dark souls, but um, it's a little bit harder. You need to, you know, have a little bit more um, like better timing and use different weapons and stuff like that for different monsters. Um, but it was awesome. I mean, it was, probably the coolest game that came out on the ps4 so this sequel i mean dude i'm beyond hyped it looks i mean we don't know what it looks like but i'm sure the other game looked fantastic this one's only going to look better only going to be using newer hardware so um that is going to be awesome so that was the big uh ender of the show got people totally hyped um so then when that ended so then um, what people were really wanting to see was the price and release date. So um, we ended up getting the price um, and the release date. So the standard edition version is coming out on November 12th, which is only two days after the Xbox Series X. Um, and this will cost 499, which we were completely expecting that. Um, there's no way that they were going to go much higher than the Series X. Um, and it really didn't seem plausible for them to go much lower than the Series X um, because they need to keep their prices competitive. Um, but also we saw that the all digital version was going to cost 400. Now this is interesting because um, this is only $100 cheaper, whereas the Series S um, for Xbox is actually $200 cheaper. But there's a, a, a big difference between those because this all digital version of the PlayStation 5 being $100 cheaper, it literally is only that um, because there's no disk drive. Um, that's literally the only difference between the standard version and the all digital version. They're the same in power, which is different from the Series X um, and the Series S because the Series S, while being $200 cheaper, is also a lot less powerful. It has 
half the hardware space, um, probably about half the power, um, is really more of an entry point um, for people looking to, to play a new Xbox, um, but not really for the hardcore fans because um, the Series X has a one terabyte hard drive, a lot more power, uh, faster processor. So the Series S really is for the very casual um, and who are just trying to maybe see what next gen could be like. Because while the Series S is less powerful than the Series X, um, the Series S will still boast ray tracing. Um, it still will be very fast. Actually, it's rumored that the Series S is actually still um, faster than the PS, um, PS5. So uh, that waits to be seen. We're not uh, entirely sure if that's true. Um, so like I was saying, the all digital version, $400. Standard edition, $500. Um, November 12th is the release date. People are super excited. There will be a few games um, that will be backwards compatible. They only, shot, saw, uh, they only showed us, excuse me, they only showed us a few of those games like um, Batman Arkham Knight. So there's going to be some backwards compatible games on release, um, but that roster will grow. Um, now, I can't finish talking about this without talking about the big debacle that happened. So basically what happened is the PS5 pre-orders were, were we, we had assumptions. We, we knew that pre-orders were going to come out or start coming out basically as soon as the show was done, or at least maybe a few hours or maybe the next day after the show had ended. Um, and the PlayStation head himself said, look, we're going to be very transparent. You're going to know exactly when to pre-order your game. Uh, however, this turned out to be completely false and on the Twitter page, PlayStation said um, that that day, the PlayStation uh, Twitter had, had uh, tweeted out saying that they that people, if they wanted to pre-order the PS5, uh, look out for tomorrow or you know tomorrow from that day, um, and and pre-orders would start happening. But all these other uh, companies like Walmart, GameStop, Best Buy, all these companies were actually given the green light to go and list PlayStation fives. So people started pre-ordering PlayStation 5s only like half hour to an hour after the event. Um, and basically nobody knew about it. So if you were just looking and you happened upon it to see it, well, good for you. You were able to pre-order your PS5. But if you listen to PlayStation, you were out of luck. Um, so this is really, even though people are so excited about the PlayStation, this has really hurt their reputation um, it made them seem very untrustworthy that they would say, look, oh, look out for the pre-orders, but then pre-orders start coming out only an hour after. And if you actually waited until pre-orders were supposed to start, you would be completely out of luck. They would have been sold out hours ago. Um, so yeah, so it's not looking very good for PlayStation right now. They look pretty bad. Uh, Microsoft is able to one-up them telling you know their fans, we will actually be, transparent you'll actually know we're not going to let that happen um so yeah even though people are hyped a lot of people are mad they weren't able to get their ps5s and i mean reasonably so you know you've you know if you've waited seven years for the next console you can't even get it because playstation kind of lied to you um it really doesn't make sony look very good um so yeah that was the event um there's some stuff like black ops cold war got its alpha this weekend if you have a PlayStation. Um, so just small stuff like that. But 
Um, other than that, yeah, that, that was basically the highlights from the PlayStation event. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. Well, we have our main event time. We have our uh, top five favorite games. And, uh, and for this, you know, me and Jamin were like, you know what we need? We need our first guest. And, uh, and we decided no one better to be our first guest than our good friend, Brandon. So, gentlemen, uh, this is going to be a fun time. Brandon, welcome to, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jamin. So, uh, we got our top, top five uh, favorite games. I don't know if we're going to have any similar games, but, uh, but uh, I think we're all going to have good opinions on them. So, okay, so, uh, so Jamin, why don't you kick us off with your fifth one? We'll go, we'll all say our five, you know, we'll talk about them, chat about them, and I'll just do it that way, loop back to you when it gets to four, all the way to one. So kick all us right. off. All right. That sounds that sounds flizzell, man. Okay, so uh, for my top five now, all right, I'm gonna be straight up. I'm gonna be breaking the rules here. So my top five list is actually in no particular order, and I'm sorry. Oh my! I, I'm sorry, but I can't. And the reason I'm saying that is because some of these games they're they're just so different. Like I can't compare one type of game to another type of game because they're so different, and they make me feel i guess feel different ways so um and also some of them have nostalgia with them so i'm sorry all right so these are in no particular order these are still my top five favorites i mean some of them are debatable and there's other games that i really love but is there a definite clear number one at least no i'm sorry i (laughs) I could not do it i can't i couldn't do it it's it's, okay okay too powerful too tall of an order I, I can't wait to see what your guys' definitive lists look like, but okay. I can't, man. I can't. Loves his games. Hit, hit us know, with your first you, one. All right. So this one actually um, – this one, okay, I will say this one was probably on the bottom of my list. Again, does not mean it's a bad game because it's amazing. I mean, it's well, my top Yeah, five. these are our top five games. Exactly. Some of them are bad. That's why yeah, they're exactly. the top five. Yeah, so um, this one I was kind of tossing around a little bit. It was either this game or another game or something like that. But um, so my first pick is I'm going to go Star Wars Battlefront 2. Definitely not EA, not the EA one. The classic 2005 oh Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, dude, I love this game. And it's old now, of course. It's 2005. So, yes, it doesn't look as amazing, sound as amazing as the new games. Um, but to me, the new games just don't have the magic that the old games did so what was so cool about this game is that um you got to see so it had a story mode like an actual story mode and with this story mode you got to see um from you know the start of the clone wars you literally got to play the battle at geonosis so you literally get to start day one of the clone wars and you get to play all the way through to through order 66 through you get to play even when the empire is still around you're still um, a clone. Uh, and then even when you transition to the stormtroopers, you're still fighting droids in some levels. So it's really cool 
how you get to see the, the Star Wars and that whole perspective from clones to stormtroopers, and you get to see that uh, through the clones, through the the five hundred first Legion, um, and of, of course, uh, Timora Morrison. I don't know if I said that uh, properly, but the guy who voiced Django, um, he narrates it, um, and he's awesome. I mean, that guy he he really is cool. You know, it's like Django Fett's narrating it. Um, so the story was fantastic. It was really fun. So, I mean, yes, some levels are kind of meh, but for the most part, the story is pretty awesome. But my favorite part about it is actually instant action. So um, the multiplayer aspect, as far as Xbox Live goes, I wasn't around for that. Um, I, wish I, I, I wish they would reboot the servers. I wasn't around for that. So unfortunately, um, I don't know what that was like. I'm sure it was probably pretty awesome. But instant action, I mean, to this day, if I have nothing to do, I hop on instant action and I just play. Um, and it's just, it's so much fun. And you can play four player split screen. So I have played with you, Brandon, in the past. I've played with my cousins um, and we just have a good time. You know, it's just, it's a fun, it's a simple game. You have game modes, like you can do conquest, which you're trying to capture command posts, um, capture the flag, heroes versus villains on Mos Eisley, where you get that classic cantina music. Um, you know, it's super funny. They So it's super fun. I mean, it's, it's goofy, but it's, it's a fun time. Um, the heroes were all insanely broken and overpowered, but I mean, that's kind of fun, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to go. Push. Into a, yeah. Like I don't want to go into a game as Mace Windu and get my butt kicked in two seconds. Like I want to go in there and thrash. Um, yeah. So that game it's just a riot like that game is so much fun so that is probably my fifth um on this list so nice. all right bandon what do you got dude i want to know oh, okay am i number five i actually do have them in um uh order from least favorite i mean i could really find five games so before you go brandon uh for all you those viewers uh when I was making my list last second, Jamin was like, are you kidding me? You don't have your list yet? This man doesn't even have it in any order. Hey, I knew that from the get-go. I knew that as soon as I made this list, I was like, this thing's going to be in no particular order. And I knew Tim was going to be mad. But you know what? I don't care. All right? I don't care. Uh, all right, Brandon. Go ahead. Oh. oh there, sure. there we go. Uh, technical right, difficulties. And, uh, lost connect for a sec. Oh boy. Am I good now? Yeah. I'm good right now. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Number five. So, yeah, Tim actually guessed it in the very beginning. He's like, yeah, just say like number five is For Honor. That was actually probably my number five game. Um, so, yeah, for. You guys already know, but um, basically For Honor is kind of like a fighting game, but in a third person, and you have three different block and attack directions, which is like there's no other game like it. It's super competitive, though, so I, I didn't really know what it was about until I saw um, uh, someone on my friend list. Um, he was, he played it regularly, and I saw his game clip, so I was like, dang, it looks pretty fun and competitive, and it is so competitive, and you get so mad when you play that game. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> But that's what it's all about. And then, you know, you win, you're still like, you're still salty. Um, but it, it's a really cool game. And I, I like it because you get your different factions. You get your Vikings versus the Knights versus the um, uh, Samurai versus the um, 
new faction, which is the Wu Lin, like a um, Chinese faction. And uh, yeah, it's really rewarding because you can, you know, you unblockable attacks, you can parry and then counterattack. Um, and all, all the characters, everyone has their own favorite characters, but you know, the different ones you main are the ones you really like. So my favorite is like Valkyrie because you have your, you're kind of like a, um, you have a sh your sword and your, your sphere and your shield and you kind of, you know, have these really cool uh, animations and attacks. Um, that's what I really have to say about For Honor. Like, it's just like not a lot of people know about it, but it's just a super fun, competitive game. Um, and the best fun is when you're having um, two versus two. So I think I've, I've played like um, with you guys once or twice or uh, I'll play with um, Connor who's really good at the game and it's actually kind of fun because you know you can kind of just mess around with people get them mad try and get them to rage quit and uh, just have a good time um, yeah, dude, there, there is no rage like a, like getting ledged I mean good oh, yeah. grief that is the yeah. most rage inducing thing yeah it's a fun game. It's like I actually watch more YouTube clips of that game than I play the game probably because I like to watch people who are really good at the game play. So yeah, it's it's a really cool game though. Yeah, it's definitely not a not a button masher. It's definitely like a planned attack. Like you gotta you gotta get your moves in consecutive order, like correctly. Otherwise, it could be quite literally life or death. It's you gotta you, you gotta. Um, it, there is some reaction to it, but it's mostly about reading your opponent. Like, okay, they did this last time. What am I going to do? And then you just you beat him the next time. And then he reads you. So it's kind of like a mind game. We love our mind games. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sick, man. All righty. Well, for my number five, uh, it, this one's a nostalgic one for me. Also, I will whoop everyone at this one uh mario kart for the wii dude i remember stormy nights uh when my cousin-in-law lived with us uh me and him would go from midnight to i don't know two three in the morning playing all 32 races uh and uh we we had a blast on mario kart wii uh he has honed my skill to the point where like we play and it's one of us is always going to be coming out on top. Like we play with the family. They like, we had a good like cousin. Nah, we, we blow, blow them out of the water. Uh, I don't know if you've played it, Jamin, but, uh, dude, heck yeah, man. Um, I've played that version of Mario Kart. I've also played the Wii U version. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was actually my first Mario Kart was the Wii. Um, that one was awesome. I mean, you get to like stick the controller inside the um, steering wheel. wheel. Yeah, and that game was awesome, dude. It's fun, dude. I wasn't a wheel person. I was a nunchuck person. Oh, yeah. No, I never used the wheel. It actually was hard to like maneuver. Yeah. I don't know. You couldn't get uh, good turns if you used the wheel. And see, everyone's like, oh, you know, you do automatic. No, you don't do automatic. The real, the real MVPs, they use manual. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to come out in first place, you use manual. I mean, yeah. Like if you're, if like you're playing for fun, I mean, I guess you could do that. Uh, you know, you could use automatic, but you know, you know, the elite of the elite, you know, from the, from the noobs, when you see who picks manual and who picks automatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Rainbow yeah, was pretty. You, I was pretty good at getting last place. For you, isn't it now, dude? Uh, I mean, no offense to anyone who does use automatic. Like, I understand it took me a while to get manual down, but once you have manual, you don't go back. You, yeah. You 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 know those drift lines. It's like in Forza when they line out the road for you. It's like that. You just you know the drift lines. Nice. And you get that speed boost. Oh, so good, so good. You know. Bananas. You see, the way you play is them have the best chance of just franticness is you do frantic items, hard comps. Uh, yeah, you just you're crazy. So you know you could get a bullet in sixth place. Who knows? You know, you want a golden mushroom in second. Here you go. Hmm. Anything is possible. Okay, yeah. so that was number five for me. Now on to Jamin. Back to right. Jamin for number four. Okay. Number four, three, two, one. Yeah. Exactly. Number number whatever. Okay, so this is my next one. So my next one is Batman Arkham City. Um, and this one, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, this one to me is just, I mean, so classic because back this, so this was, came out in 2011, so I was 12. Um, and I, I think still to this day, I will never be as hyped for a game as I was for Arkham City. I mean, dude, I was like disgustingly hyped about this game. Every single day I was on YouTube, I was on Google looking for like the next, I mean, even if it was a one second new clip, I was just like, <laughs> yes, like I had to have this game. Um, and dude, I was like, all the promotional material was so cool. Um, I got, you know, I, with the PS3, I got Arkham Asylum. I played that, I absolutely loved it. And I was saw the gameplay trailers for Arkham City. It looked just like the next step. The gameplay looked so much better. It was actually an open city this time instead of in the cramped asylum. Um, more gadgets, more villains, dude. It, it, the graphics looked awesome. I like. I couldn't wait. What was that? Catwoman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cat. Yeah. You. Yeah. You can play as Catwoman oh, too. Which sorry, really broke cool. Can you play? Yeah. Yeah. You can play as Catwoman. And actually, what was cool is that. It wasn't just like um, like a, a ch- the the challenge modes. If you picked Catwoman, you actually, if you you got the DLC with Catwoman, her story would weave with Batman's, um, and it actually would create a full narrative. So it was kind of in your best interest to get Catwoman. You weren't missing anything out if you didn't get Catwoman, but if you got Catwoman, you really got the full experience. Um, and so that game, I mean, that it was so awesome when I got it. It was everything I'd hoped for and more. Um, I remember, so I was, right, I was only 12, right? And it was on a school night. It was on a Tuesday night when it came out. And so I was relying on dad to go pick it up um, from GameStop, <laughs> which actually back in the day, my dad would pick up a lot of stuff for me, like comics and games. Um, but I was just, man, I was praying that he did not forget about this game. Like I was praying that it wasn't, he didn't have too long of a day at work and like forgot about it. Cause dude, I would have been so mad. um but i was i was hoping he'd got i was sitting there waiting i'm like dude i really really hope dad got this game i really hope and then he came home and he didn't even say anything at first like he came home and i of course i mean who was there greeting him at the door me um (laughs) i was like hey dad did you have a good day at work wink um and so he was like yeah i had a good day and i was like what do you mean you had a good day i'm like uh what else what's there to it He's like, oh, yeah, I got this for you, too. And I'm like, don't do that to me, man. Like, don't do that to me. So, 
Oh, man. I was so hyped for that game, and I played it. I mean, the story to me out of the Arkham games is the best. Um, huge cliffhanger – end, or not cliffhanger, but huge um, twist ending. So that game to me just will always hold a special place in my heart. That game is awesome. I love that game. I see you and, you and Noah still play that sometimes, don't you? Yeah. Honestly, I play through all of the stories at least once a year. So go through and play them. Um, I'm repping right now. Nobody can see this, but I'm repping my Joker shirt. Um, Joker was the main villain of those games. So, yeah, awesome. I love that game. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Oh, is it me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you, you, you had a couple fun, uh, funny sayings you got from that game. <laughs> yes, yep. Sorry, dude. No inside jokes in the podcast. Okay, so number four is um, uh, Tomb Raider. So, yeah, for me, Tomb Raider. The new ones, I, I didn't play much of the old ones because they only had Underworld, I think, which was too hard for me when I was younger. But but I got the um, the 2013 edition on Games for Gold or something like that. Um, and it was really cool because of the story. Like, the story is so good. I think, have you guys played that game? I have not, no. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, that game is cool. It's it's really dark, actually. I was expecting it to kind of feel like an Uncharted game, but no, it's it's really dark. But, yeah, it's a good one. It's all about, like, you know, Laura's crops beginning at the Tomb Raider, but um, the first one's all about her trying to survive on this strange island. You get marooned on the island, which sounds pretty generic, but it's, it's really cool because um, – yeah, you just gotta learn how to fight guys and learn how to make new weapons and stuff, and um, like try and get off the island. Um, at first, you're just fighting a bunch of random thugs and stuff, but then you, you know, as you learn more about the island and why people can't get off the island, there's some supernatural stuff going on, and that's kind of like part of the you know part of the genre, part of the series. Um, but it's just so fun because. Yeah, like the character's really cool, not just uh, Lara Croft, but also that her friends and stuff are really cool characters. Um, there, there was this multiplayer in that first one, but um, I, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think it really caught on, which is kind of sad because uh, some of the achievements are tied to multiplayer. So you can't really get those achievements now. Um, but yeah, that's actually one of those games kind of like Batman where it's a great single player game and you'll you'll go back and play it occasionally. Um so I think I stole the first one. I got the other, the next two, which were still good in their own way. But I think the first one is kind of like cool because it's one of those games where you really kind of like, um, I don't know, it was very immersive. You, you really kind of followed the character's motive and stuff like that. There's not a lot of games that are really, I don't really play a lot of single player games, but that's one that I really liked. So Nice, yeah. Yeah, that's that cool. one. Oh, sorry, Tim. What were you going to say, man? Uh, no, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't play a lot of single-player games, but if I do play one, you know, it means I really like it, so. Yeah. Yeah, That's no, I, sorry for spoilers uh, for this game. Not really. I'm not spoiling the story or anything um, for the Tomb Raider, but when you do whip out the two, the dual pistols at the end of the first game, that is cool, man. Dude. Like, that was a, such a cool moment in that game. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yep, All right, okay, Halo is my fourth one. 
And you might be saying, oh, there's a load of Halo. I was going to put Master Chief Collection, but I guess that's against the rules. Uh, no, uh, all jokes aside, Halo Reach is my favorite Halo game. Not because of, like, the updated graphics or anything, like Halo CE 2, 3, 4, what, like, man, well, not really 4. Uh, 2 through 3, or 1, 2, and 3 had all good stories. But Halo Reach it almost hits you. I was between this and ODST, but Halo Reach really hits you because you play as these characters and you don't actually get out alive. Your character doesn't live through the end. Sorry, I'm a little, little nasally. Uh, but um, Reach is so cool because you get to see where the Spartan program started. Uh, you get to see like, I guess, Cortana's first introduction before she even meets Chief. Um, yeah, you see the home world of Reach. Uh, you see what happened to it, why we're not there anymore. Um, you know, other than, you know, everyone that you pretty much play as dying, I won't give away any more spoilers. Uh, but it's an intense game. Like, it is constantly, like bad is have like you're like oh i'm on this mission oh crap well that's not there anymore revert uh or let's uh go somewhere else um i know me and jamin have been playing through the games on uh on heroic and i think other than maybe two that's taken us the longest because reach was just like overwhelmed with enemies uh so that's good. Uh, the multiplayer on Reach, I mean, I played a little bit of it. I'm not a super big fan of like, see, I like sprinting in a multiplayer. Uh, so like the Halo 4, Halo 5 multiplayer is kind of where I like it the best. Um, but still, you know, Halo Reach, I guess, through ODST or 3, all of those games. Still good multiplayer, just not my my forte. Um, I think you can get sprint that game, don't you? Oh yeah, Halo Reach actually, yeah, it's uh, it's a um, armor body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Brandon. I don't know if anybody could hear that right now, but Brandon was just simulating the Spartans running. I don't know why, but they, <laughs> I mean, they all had um. They had asthma because when you were running, they were like, <laughs> yeah. they, they had problems. Hey, I mean, uh, you know, they had big heavy suits on. You know, it's a little sweaty in there. Uh, yeah. The helmet, you know, man. Uh, but yeah, the one thing uh, I think that would have been cool is uh, like maybe more flight missions if we had those in Halo. Um, a little. I know we said top five games, but I'm going to kind of go on a tan- um, off on another game that I'm excited for that has not out yet, but Star Wars uh, Squadrons. That is a game. Oh, boy. Let me just tell you, I'm excited for that. It's coming out in like two weeks. Oh, you can use a joystick for it. You can do all the maneuvers. Oh, okay. That, that's that on, on that, but oh, I can't wait for that. But I love flying games. But wish Halo had some. Would have just honestly been like a peace day resistance uh, for for like Halo, um, in my opinion. You only had like one flying mission in that whole campaign. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like three in the whole campaign. And it's like Reach has one, and then it's like four has two, I think. Um, but yeah. So the story was really good. I mean, the story throughout all the Halo games, um, other up till pretty much like kind of four, mainly five, uh, was really good. Um I'm going to plug Jamin's channel. If you want to actually go hear a good story on Halo 5, uh, check Jamin's channel out, The Rewriter, on YouTube. Go give him a subscribe. Um, phenomenal rewrite of the story. Uh, uh, hey, uh, 343 Industries, pick him up. Halo uh, for some uh, Halo Infinite good content. Um, okay. So, uh, so on to your next one, Jamin. All right, cool. Yeah, actually, uh, before I get to this, I, I do want to say a couple things about Halo Reach because you got me onto that. Um, I, I love, okay, I know this was on his list and not mine, but I just also want to point out that I love the aesthetic of Halo Reach because yeah. Halo 3, kind of hard to explain. It had like a very, oh, woo, my mic. Um, it had like a very like, um, how do I say it? Like, not plain, but like it had a very like glossy Simple. look. Maybe. Yeah, like simple, kind of like everything was very like clean. Yeah. Um, but Reach was like the other way around. Like everything was weathered. Everything yeah, was dirty. beat up. Yeah, the yeah. armor was beat up and dirty. Um, and I think it, honestly, I think it, it lent itself so well. Like even in the multiplayer, you felt like everything was, was ending. You know, like you felt the world was ending. It like felt apocalyptic. Yeah, like every, like the, the maps, everything was all destroyed the suits of armor, everything was all weathered, um, you know, so the, the aesthetic was just so cool and the atmosphere too. I mean, throughout the, the campaign, I mean, like you said, Tim, like you really, you feel like you, you're like, you're losing, like, you know, from the start of the game, you're losing yeah. um, and the overwhelming force is insane. So I think Halo Reach really did a good job of um, setting itself apart from the other Halo games. And yeah, I mean, that game's phenomenal. Halo Reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So now on to my list, actually. Okay. This one, the next one, special place to my heart. Tim will see this one coming from 200 plus miles away. Um, but I got to mention one of my favorite games is Skyrim. I mean, yes. dude, where do I even begin with this dadgum game? I mean, dude, this game, it, it literally and and with the mods too the like insane like probably 10,000 plus mods that have come out pro so probably good. more like 100,000 mods that have come out over the past uh, 9 years but i mean dude where do i begin like this game like it has so much atmosphere it's a fantasy so if you don't know elder scrolls 5 skyrim so it's the fifth game it came out in 2011 gets basically ported onto every new console because it's so insanely popular um, but basically, I mean, this game's so awesome. Your character, you're the dragonborn. So when you kill a dragon, you actually are able to harvest its soul and you can actually speak its language back. And when you speak its language, you breathe fire, you breathe ice, you can slow down time, you can go super fast. Um, you, can make, you can make people calm. You can make people turn on each other. Like it's so cool just in that aspect of your character alone. Also, I mean, I'm such a huge RPG fan, so you can do whatever the heck you want. If you see, like, a random civilian and, like, they're like, oh, 
you don't look very tall. You could just cut off their head, you know, like you could just take your, your, you know, your dragon bone ax and just cut off their head. Um, the armor is super cool. I mean, Daedric armor. I mean, that's like classic, like Man, Daedric we, know, armor. we know the route you took. You went to like the dark demon class. You're like, ah, that guy's looking at me weird. Oh yeah, dude. And like that, and that, see that therein is the fun part about it because you can be the noble knight or you can be the evil necromancer, or you can be a soldier slash a wizard, or you could be a full wizard, or you can be an assassin. Um, so you really, the amount of possibilities you have just for your character alone is so cool. The world itself is super cool. There's different holds you can go to, like Winterhold, um, River Run, um, and just all these different places, Markarth, that just feel unique. Um, I will say for me personally, the main story is not too strong. It's cool. I mean, you get to fight dragons, so yeah. it's pretty cool, but it's okay to me. The The story parts that are really cool is the side quests, like the Dark Brotherhood, which is a group of assassins, the Thieves Guild, which at the end of that quest, you get po- quite possibly the coolest fantasy look, in my opinion. It's like basically the medieval Batman. In the, it's called the Nightingale Armor. It looks insanely awesome. Um, the the um, College of Winterhold for the mages. Um, so really, like, you can do so much in this game. You can play the game how you want. You can join different guilds and different factions. Um, and then to top that all off, you get the mods too. So basically, people have come in and, have, you know, messed with the code and made different stuff. So you can have your Skyrim experience be really weird. Yeah, like you can have your Skyrim experience be super weird. Like you can be playing as Darth Vader with, you know, the Witch King's sword. And every time you uh, do your Vus Roda, you're doing Shia LaBeouf's Just Do It. Like you can make the game weird like that. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you can go really realistic and you can do like immersive armors, immersive weapons, immersive storylines, immersive characters. Um, really, if, if you're like any sort of RPG fan, if you're any sort of fantasy fan, um, I mean, if you've never played Skyrim before, you really should try it out. I mean, it's dirt cheap now. It's so old. Um, and yes, you can feel the age of it a little bit when you play it. Um, it's not as buttery smooth as games nowadays come out, but um, that game is just, it's so cool. I, I love that game so much. Yeah, I, I never played the game. And it, I mean, you're right. It's probably pretty cheap now. I could get it. I'm just, I feel like I'm going to like get addicted to it because you, you like, you really get invested into it, right? Like, yeah. 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 Because I mean, uh, Brandon, I know you're a fan of, um, I don't know if this is going to be on your list, so I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, um, but I know you're a fan of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and so, yes, this game is nothing like Red Dead Redemption 2 as far as the atmosphere and your character or anything, but like you said, like you do stuff, you know, like it's okay. It's not as realistic as Red Dead Redemption. Like you can't, I don't think you can go fishing. Maybe you can, uh, you can't like go fishing and like all this stuff with like your horse, like in some aspects, the game is very generic and it's like very simple. But again, that's why we have mods, you know, is like you can make the game like ultra realistic, extremely difficult, or you can just kind of have a simple fun experience. Do you want to be Superman in an old, like, world? Do you want to be the Flash? I don't know, but it's pretty fun. Master Chief. 
Yeah, you can wear Master Chief's armor, dude. Yeah. You can have the energy sword and the mods. Dude, you can do whatever. That's fun. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So that's, I mean, Red Dead Redemption is a good game. That's actually not on my list. But, um, yeah, I I feel like, yeah, it was, that's a good game in itself. I don't I don't play it as much as the other games I'm going to talk about. Is, um, my next one is Battlefield 3. So Battlefield is definitely one of the best series that I've played. Um, yeah, well, maybe one or two are a tie because they're both Battlefield games. Battlefield 3, um, I had on the 360, which wasn't even the um, full PC experience. A lot of people remember, but it was really cool. Like it was, it was um, you know, modern shooter, first person shooter. Um, it, it could be competitive, but really like the best was just playing competitive. Um, I mean, playing um, objective, playing rush. So that's, you know, where you have the two objectives, you got to arm them and move on the next set of objectives. And it's just a really, really cool multiplayer game. The story wasn't that great. I mean, it was okay, but it was not that great. You're basically a, you play in the, di- you know, different characters in the U.S. Um, Marines. But the multiplayer is where it's at. Like you get your vehicles, your tanks, your your attack helicopters. You get your four classes, you know, recon, assault, support, uh, sorry, medic. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just my favorite game. Like, I used to play it so much when I was younger. Um, I still have it backwards compatible, but um, it's just, I, I think I told Jane this before. It's one of those games I could never, ever get tired of playing because like new things happen every round. Like also Battlefield. Nostalgia. Yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. And and then like um, they say like only in Battlefield is kind of their catchphrase. So, like you can do all crazy stuff that only you can do in Battlefield. Like, you know, blow up buildings on top of someone or like shoot a, a a jet down with the rpg or some classic moments like that um so yeah it was it was just a really really fun game for me uh, did you guys ever get to play a bf3 uh i never actually have played a battlefield game i know you, you you can't see his face but brandon was like a like what you're nuts uh mm. so i really like by the time i was probably even old enough to play one uh, and know what I was doing was when Battlefield, Battlefield, like the new one. I don't know if that's even a thing, but the one yeah, Battlefield with the, one with the Series X or the Series, uh, not Series X, um, the One S, the Xbox One S. That's the uh, that's probably the one that I would have played. Um, I might have it downloaded, so maybe we'll give it a go sometime. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'll look into Battlefield Three, maybe. Maybe see if yeah. it's cheap at like a local game store. Yeah, it was definitely a big 360. One of my most played 360 games. It was re- really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, re- game I, I remember um, I, I didn't actually ever play Battlefield 3. I've only played Battlefield 1, actually. Um, but I remember Battlefield 3, like seeing the promotional videos for that. And like, dude, like I was blown away by the graphics. I mean, that. Like, if you want, like, a realistic... I mean, yes, it's older now, but if you want, like, still a pretty realistic-looking, like, war game with, like, you know... I mean, you take a rock launcher and you blast a building, like, a chunk of that building is going to come off, you know? So, like, just seeing all that stuff was just... That that game always looked really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was super, super realistic. Um, pretty... The graphics really good for the time, too. And even though Battlefield 4 was newer, Battlefield 3 was... 
you know, you could do more about Battlefield 4, but Battlefield 3 was just special because it was almost more, uh, I guess, more gritty, I guess. Um, and the maps were really cool, too. So, And, and if, I'm, if I'm mistaken, I don't remember, but the jump between Battlefield Bad Company 2 and the jump between Battlefield 3 was pretty significant, right? As far as, like, um, graphics, but also gameplay, right? It was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then not as big of a jump between three and four, in my opinion. But some people thrift, say four is their favorite. A lot of people say three is their favorite. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tim's so, still writing his list right now. Yeah, uh, no, so I, I was, uh, you don't have to do this, but I was getting some honorable mentions for before I give my one. Not to talk about it, really, just to put them out there. Okay. Uh, but but anyways, my I'll we'll do that between two two like one right before we're ne- about to announce our our first pick. Um, but uh, so my third game, I don't know if it's on Jim's list, but I feel like it definitely it would be in his top ten. Is Zelda Breath of the Wild? Um, but uh, but my opinion. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's kind of similar to Skyrim in the fact that it's like an open world. You know, you can explore, you pick up new weapons, um, but it is newer. So, Jamin, you might have might fight me on this, but uh, in my opinion, it has better mechanics and a better story, uh, and it is great for all ages. Unlike Skyrim, where it's kind of like uh, rated, I think it's rated M for mature. <laughs> Or maybe T for teen. Um, but, like, Zelda is, like, it's so cool. Because, like, you got the good story of, yeah, not just rescuing Zelda. Um, but, like, yeah, you have to go fight at, fight different Ganons. You know, take back control of these, like, cool machines. Uh, and you meet these different races. You hear stories from what happened to the, uh, the kingdom 100 years ago. Um, you get, like, kind of, like, superpowers. You get, like, you can move metal objects. Can throw bombs. I mean, that's a pretty normal thing for Zelda uh, or for Link to do um, in a Zelda game. Uh, you can climb mountains. You don't have to go up them backwards on a horse uh, like Skyrim. Um, although, if you didn't do it in Skyrim, what were you doing? Uh, but no, climbing mountains is so much fun. Uh, you can cook food by a campfire. Um, I played the heck out of that the week it came out. I think the week it came out was, I think it was before I had a job. So I, I would, uh, I would take my buddies, um, Wii U, he lived with us, uh, at the time I would take his Wii U gamepad and I would go into my room across the hall and I would sit in my bed and play that. I played, I probably put like five to six hours a day for a solid three or four weeks into that game. It was it was so good. I loved collecting armor. I made like an Assassin's Creed look, like an Assassin's Creed like Odyssey or uh, what is it, Origin look. Got that like white cloak with like the sandy like you know kind of desert attire. Um, I made like a full like a uh, Ezio uh, look. I think I pronounce that right. Did I pronounce that right, Jamin? As- Ezio, as uh, if you want to get technical, it's a Ezio Aldo Torre di Firenze. That, um, 
but uh but yeah you could just make like different outfits you could dye your outfits um upgrade them it was just cool you had like el- like you had elemental abilities or uh, not elemental abilities um when you like conquered a uh machine you'd get like uh you could have like a jump boost that would re uh after a, quite a while you know would refresh it was just cool uh it was the first zelda game i ever played i enjoyed it open world uh like i said like i played it a bunch i had a lot of fun with it um i have it on my switch now it's a game for me that i can just go back and play i like i already beat it on the wii u like now i just go back and play it like slowly and just like enjoy the story do a bunch of the side quests like just i'm taking my time on it don't want to blow through it it's just so much fun okay I'll uh I'll shut up about about it, but uh but Jamin, I don't I want to hear your thoughts. I don't know I don't know if it made your list or not, but okay, so it actually didn't. Um, but I literally when you said honorable mentions, I that was like the top of my list for honorable mentions. Um, I will say when you said we were uh, comparing that to Skyrim, I honestly, man, I got to agree. Like, I mean, yes, from for. Me personally, I like the atmosphere of Skyrim better. I like the you get to I mean you get to fight like zombies, dragons, werewolves, vampires. Yeah. Um, you get to use all different sorts of magic. Um, you get to actually be an assassin if you want to. You know, Link is a hero, he's not really like an assassin or anything like that. Um, you know, but so I you know, for that aspect alone, I I think I do prefer Skyrim a little bit, but as far as the main story is concerned. As far as, you know, how fun the world is, yeah. I mean, Breath of the Wild is so sweet. And actually, it's crazy because, I mean, I have played um, a Zelda game before, but I've never played through one fully until I had played Breath of the Wild. Um, And it's so, that game was so awesome. And yeah, I mean, everything you just said. So I don't want to like step on your toes or anything. But yeah, everything you just said, totally true. Um, And actually that game, it got me so excited that I've been waiting for the next um, not only just the sequel but also i've been waiting for that type of game to come out on the xbox or that to come out on the playstation like i'm waiting for a colorful cartoony but also really interesting world for um, the xbox and actually there's a new game coming out called immortals i don't know if you've seen that tim yeah um it looks kind of cool i don't know um is it coming to uh xbox I think so. Either that or PlayStation. I've just seen um, it for Stadia. Okay. I, I think it, I'm pretty sure it is coming for PlayStation and Xbox. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it looks like it scratches the itch for Breath of the Wild. So, um, yeah, that, that game, I mean, it could be fun. It could be a total flop. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, so Breath of the Wild was, was totally sick. I love that one. Um, okay, so do you want me to go to my list now? Yeah. Okay, so – um the 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 second spot i've got is um so okay so this one so uh i tried to limit my games to one per series um if i didn't do that then my top five games would be halo one two three four five <laughs> you know it would be all of those um but so not not really i'm just kidding but yeah so i tried to do one per um series so this one was hard for me um because i was flipping between this one or the next one the net, the third game um and that's in the uncharted series so the one i picked was uncharted 2 among thieves 
Um, and so I'll tell you why I, I had a little bit of trouble picking is because the story of Uncharted 2 is vastly, and I mean vastly superior to the story of Uncharted 3. But this, the multiplayer for Uncharted 3 to me is like iconic. Like I remember that was one of the, yeah, like that was one of the first games. I mean, yes, aside from, you know, Halo, but that was really like one of the first games where when I played online, like I was fully committed. Like I was super into it. I loved it. At the time, all of the people on my friends list on the PlayStation 3 had it. So I literally, every time I got on, I was at least playing with one of them. Um, so this, the multiplayer for that game was just fantastic. So I was going to pick that one, but you know me, I'm a story man. So I had to go with Uncharted 2. The story for Uncharted 4 is also incredible, but I had to go with Uncharted 2 because that was the first game that got me into the series. Um, the first one to come out on the PlayStation 3 is not, I don't think it was an exact launch title, but um, it was pretty close to the window of it. But when Uncharted 2 came out, I mean, man, like I still think the graphics to this day are some of the best, you know, out of, out of any game. And that game came out in 2009. And I still think that um, that one is one of the best as far as graphics, but also the story. Um, the story of Uncharted 2 is so sick. I mean, you're Nathan Drake, which, you know, if you've never played an Uncharted game, Nathan Drake is like one of the coolest video game characters ever. He's super funny, super smart. He always has really funny allies like Sully. He's like an, old, an older guy who is not his father, but he kind of is a father figure to him. He's super funny. They have a really good dynamic. Um, and yeah, the, the Uncharted games, they always have such a fun story, like really cool set pieces. Like, you know, in Uncharted 2, there's one point when you're running away in the rain and like people are like shooting you down and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, at the end of the game, and it was cool because it was, I mean, you had an ability, you know, you can jump up and climb onto anything and like you were like kind of super powered. Um, so in that aspect, it wasn't super realistic, but for the most part, it was kind of a more grounded game, but what was cool about it is it kind of felt like Indiana Jones because once you get to the end of the game, something crazy and supernatural happens. So at the end of Uncharted 2, you end up going to Shambhala um, and you get to fight these like massive zombies. Um, and it was just cool, man. Like the look of Shambhala was so cool, but just the look of the game itself was super fresh. The characters are all super likable um, or unlikable if they're the villain, but they do such a good job and everyone's motivations are clear. Like you're not looking at that one character and you're like, I mean, the rest of them are good. That character kind of sucked. Like they all have clear motivations. They all are, are really cool. They're funny. Um, you know, you get backstabbed, um, you know, like you get betrayed and you get, you know, all this stuff. The set piece on the train is crazy. So to me, that was, that was the game that really started it all for the, for me loving the Uncharted games. Um, and still to this day, I, I love it. Like it's just, it plays really well, even for how old it is. It looks amazing. Um, still to this day, one of my favorite stories ever. So yeah, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, definitely among my top five. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a modern day Indiana Jones. Yeah. When you, when you said like the father, kind of father figure, not father, kind of remind me, yeah, like you were going to say like Indiana Jones uh, and like uh, Sala from, uh, I don't know, it's, it's uh, I don't know if that's the correct name, but uh, it's John uh, Rise Davies character in Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, that guy. 
Yeah, I, he plays Gimli. That's what I mainly know him for, right? He plays Gimli. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but like his character kind of like is that father figure. I kind of feel like in Indiana Jones. Uh, so that yeah, yeah, where you described pretty much was like and I was like, oh, Indiana Jones, but kind of modernized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh. that one is awesome. The set pieces also are crazy in all the games. If you never played those ones and you have a PlayStation, you should definitely check those one out for just a good action adventure. Yeah, I never got to play those because at the next box, but um, yeah, a lot of people compare that with the Tomb Raider series, which is like a lot of what you said is what I like about the Tomb Raider. Like the, the it's kind of fun, you know, with the, the gunplay too, right? Because like it's pretty smooth, you know, you get your different weapons and stuff. That's kind of fun. It's not all about the gunplay, but it's that's that's another fun side of it too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so should I get in my number number two? Sounds yes, sir. Good. It is Battlefield One. So maybe, yeah. You, you said you said Jamin has had that one. <laughs> You're breaking yeah, the rules, Brandon. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so because to be honest, I, I was struggling with finding five games. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna go with Battlefield One. Um, but yeah, I you know I put a lot of hours in that game compared to other games. Um, and yeah, so it, I'll just talk briefly about the story for that one. It's it's called War Stories. So it's the game's all about set in World War One. The war stories are different stories, like in World War One. So you play as you know, you know, you know, you know the Australians and the um, the Dardanelles. You play as uh, um, the you know as the uh, in the Ottoman Empire in the East and like anyways, you know, different timepieces. But it's that was a really cool story. Um, not really, not really the main reason I like that game is because of the multiplayer. Um, but yeah, it's so awesome because on Xbox One you can have sixty-four people, unlike Battlefield Three. And yeah, it's just like these epic battles set in World War One. You know, with these really cool maps. You know, an Argonne Forest or uh, yeah, like in the desert or whatever. Um, so that. But it's just like it's such a cool game because it nailed the setting and the environment of of World War One. Like so much crazy stuffs happening. Um, you have like your bayonet charges and stuff. People screaming their heads off. Um, but it, it was still a good battlefield game too because the you know the the gunplay was fun and you had your awesome vehicles. Um, and yeah, you get your different classes just like all the battlefield games. But the best class, the best class in Battlefield One is the cavalry class because you got you got your lever action rifle your sword and you could just like you could just take dudes out man i'm i'm rep rep 50 in cavalry so yeah that's that's probably a big reason why i like battlefield one so much it's one of those games you know I, i'm not trying to be you know proud or anything but like that's one of the games i'm actually i could say i'm pretty good at it like i can honestly say that um not the best but it's one of the games i've, I've mastered i guess you could say so yeah that's a really fun game. Another game I could really never get sick of. Nice. Very nice. Um, apparently, I have it. My uh, my Xbox app says uh, that I own it. So, uh, maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll download Dude. it and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to play sometime. Um, uh, I'm intrigued. It's a good one, man. That's definitely a good one. Okay. My number two. Jamin, you know this one. It is near and dear to my heart. I play it just about at least three times a week. Uh, my I rage very much at it. 
but it is ye old destiny 2 uh oh yeah i play that game too much my own good um still suck at it uh still bad real bad um like but it's it's fun it always brings me back to play multiplayer um i mean that's what i mainly play i play multiplayer but if you uh if you ever actually do look into the story the story is so good i was actually thinking about it on my uh while driving out driving today the story is so good like i wish there was just a book like it'd be a fat book but like there's just like a book of all of like the destiny storyline uh and this is like, the first one right the first one was not that good the first one gameplay wise wasn't wasn't that good the story was 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 pretty good um oh. it's just hard because like the story kind of can be everywhere in the game itself but when you actually lay all the storyline out it makes more sense okay okay um but like if you ever want to like listen about destiny story or about like stories behind weapons or like quests uh youtube that i watch is a is, i believe his name is, like his channel is called my name is bife byf i have listened two hours of that of it it's just like it goes on the whole story of like the last word it's like a two-hour video of Shinmal 4 and uh and the rose against the last word uh and uh oh, it's so good they go into depth about it you just hear so much story that connects to destiny and destiny 2 like it uh it's a game that's near and dear in my heart picked it up day one started as a titan transitioned to a warlock and i am now a hunter uh you know yeah hunters slippery hunter for the win uh you know you wouldn't be a hunter if you didn't play dirty some of the time uh and i played dirty most of the time uh i mean you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do so you gotta break out mountaintop you know overpowered weapon uh the the best best weapon i am am good with jamin is shaming me for using mountaintop uh but the best weapon I think I have in my arsenal is uh, is the Crucible Pinnacle weapon, the Revoker. I have not yet hit 2,000 kills on it, but I am close. I think I am 20 kills away. But she has done me right. I never thought I'd be a sniper in Destiny. Picked that thing up just for the sake of collecting it. It I don't think has left my hands in a game of Crucible. I love slaying out with it. There's still no better feeling to this day than to get that crispy headshot. Uh, yeah, I could go on and talk about this game for hours and hours, but I won't. So you don't have to listen to that. Uh, Jamin, you, you're grinning. I can see it. Uh, explain to me uh, what how you're feeling right now. Dude, I mean, yeah, with, uh, you know, I have a, uh, you might say an interesting relationship with Destiny um, <laughs> throughout throughout the years. Um, Destiny One, actually, um, me and Brandon, um, we remember like oh oh G Destiny, um, like day one Destiny, um, and the re- well the reason we got it was one it was Bungie right so I mean 
we were yeah. like halo addicts at the time um but also um it was gonna be because i always had playstation he always had xbox so it was gonna be the time that um we actually were able to play together because brandon found uh playstation 3 or at least you know they they never used it and so he was like i have this playstation 3 and i'm like dude let's get destiny man let's try it out um we played it we were kind of confused by the story not gonna lie (laughs) we didn't really get it um but the multiplayer was cool right i mean at least you can you know it was different it felt very different to halo you had abilities i actually was a warlock um in fast pace too yeah it was fast paced i was a warlock so it was really cool being able to use some of the like the fire powers and like um the void um and so that was cool you know and then the the hunters and titans it felt very unique to you know instead um instead of halo right so it's fun just cruising around just messing around honestly yeah and the sparrows i mean that was super unique too like we could just hop onto the cosmodrome and just like you could do this one glitch where if you were emoting and you got onto your sparrow you would be like dancing on top of your sparrow while it was driving around (laughs) um so just like funny stuff like that uh, but then after that, I think we lost a little bit of uh, – we, we, we played our time. I think we played for a year, and then we were like, okay. Um, but then um, on a trip, I met a man named Tim, um, and he told me that he played Destiny 2. And I was like, I mean, is it good? Like, So I will say this. I'm not bagging on it because now I know differently. But when I got it, I kind of got it as a joke. Me and my cousin got it as a joke so that we could basically roast it while we were playing it. Um, but then I met Tim and he was like, dude, I play destiny a lot. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll try it out. And I got to say, man, I, I actually fell in love with it. Like I loved the idea of, of chasing after crazy cool loot, like the last word hand cannon, that thing was awesome. Um, but I remember our grind for recluse. I remember our grind for revoker. Um, and dude, those are fun. Like, yeah, they're grindy and yeah, like you get your butt kicked and it's rage inducing, but like. You get the weapon or the armor you're looking for, and you're like, dude, yes. And then you go kick butt. Yeah, exactly. Like, then you use that against them. Um, so I will say, like, Destiny has a very, for me, it has such a unique feel. And, like, um, you know, when I feel like accomplishing something, I'd go on to Destiny and try to get an exotic or something. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I like Destiny, too. It's fun. Yeah, it's a it's a good game. Um, yeah, I oh man, the countless amount of hours that I put into that game. Um, that that was actually my a lot of my family played. Um, my dad played, my uncle played, my grandfather played for a time, uh, and uh, yeah, but I still have people who play. Um, I play with these these fools. Um, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I love playing with you guys. You know that. You uh, love sniping us and head glitching us. I don't. Head, I don't head glitch. Okay, I don't. I don't cheat. I don't actually cheat. I'm just good. Just kidding. I, again, I'm, I'm, cheat. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not good. I'm. I am okay. By like. If you go look on YouTube and you're like, oh, Destiny, and it's like, I Frostbolt, uh, Aztecross, uh, ZK Mushroom, 
uh, Sir Demetrius, all those guys who are just like, guess what, guys? I'm blindfolded and I got 57 kills. Yeah. With a 57 KD. And it's like, okay, you know. Um, but no, I enjoy it. It's a game that uh, I definitely, it's a game where if I have frustrations, I will take it out in Destiny. <laughs> or like if I had a bad day at work, I come home just be like <clears throat> ready to slay out in Crucible, ready to jump into that control, you know, show some fools how it's done. Um, see, there, there's nothing better than going up against someone who. This is actually yeah the best about Destiny. I apologize, I'm still going on about. It. I told said I wouldn't, but. When you go up against, like, this clan of people who, like, have put, like, their, like, super elite, like, emblems on and all this stuff, and then they're at, and then you just wipe the floor with them, and then they message you being like, nice hex, bro, or, like, you cheated, and obviously you didn't, you're just like, nah, you're just a sore loser because you don't know how to handle loss. I feel like that's how it is for a lot of multiplayer games. You got your uh, your kind of either spoiled people who like just pay for everything to make themselves look cool and think that they're good because they have the gear, and then they're just like, "Well, there's no way you could beat me. I'm the best sniper in Destiny. I've gotten that before. <laughs> I've gotten at least two people uh, text like message me saying, oh." I don't know how you must be cheating with your revoker because I'm the best sniper in Destiny and you couldn't possibly out-snipe me. And I was like, okay, but I did without cheating. So there's that. You ever 1v1 someone who's salty? Yes, I actually – I was actually – okay. I was actually playing on their team. It was a random person, uh, and uh, he's like, I want to 1v1 you. And I was like, okay. I said, you're going to win probably. You know, I try to for that those situations. I try to try to keep myself low because then I'll get frustrated if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna you know kick your butt. I'm gonna then get flustered when I start dying real fast. So you know, once I like have a good handle on how the person plays, then I'll taunt them like be just kind of make fun, like be funny with them, being like, oh no, you're gonna get me. And then, like, I've actually planted three grenades on the inside of this doorway for him to run into and blow up. Um, yeah, I've 1v1 one kid, one or two kids, um, who who got mad at me because I, like, stole their sniper. I stole their kill or something. They're like, I want a 1v1 to fight over who got that kill. And I was like, okay, pointless, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, so... So the entertaining uh, community. Alrighty. Before we go on to our, our uh, before you re- reveal your first one, Jamin, you got any honorable mentions? Or I know you do, but what are they? Yeah, how, what what are you limiting me to? How many? What do you mean? Do you well, because I could name like fifty games right now. Okay, that I okay. like limited to like five, if you can. Oh man. Okay. Five. All right. Um, okay. So one of those definitely, like I mentioned before, Red Dead Redemption two. Um, I didn't think I would like that one. I'm honestly not even a big fan of, um, of 
uh, westerns. I just think they're kind of boring, but I played that one and I loved it. Uh, that one, that game is awesome. So, probably still to this day, the most realistic game I've ever played. Not just for graphics, even though the graphics are incredible, but I mean, just like the ridiculous stuff that happened in that game, like the ridiculous little details. Um, so yeah, that game's awesome. Um, another one that's actually new for me that I got only a little bit ago, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like ninjas and samurai. So that game is awesome. I love that game. Um, the, when I first saw the combat in a trailer, I thought it looked pretty generic and lame. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you actually play it, the combat's really satisfying. Um, it's kind of tough. Um, so learning curve to that one, but that game is awesome. Um, what else do I got? Uh, it's another one. Oh yeah. Breath of the wild. Um, that one, I mean, I've already talked about that one, so you know, why I like that one. Um, Lego star Wars, actually Lego yes. star Wars, the complete saga. I've actually just been playing that a lot lately. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just so much fun. Like it's so like goofy, but like, it's fun because you start saving up credits and then you see that there's like the force ghosts that are like a million and you're like, Oh crap. Like, save up. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. Lego star Wars, uh, definitely an honorable mention for myself as well, but, but uh, I actually just picked it up last week to play on the Wii again oh, to yeah. actually complete it. I'm at 96.7 or something. You got 96% of it in one week. No, no, no. Like, we, we had, me and my dad, we used to play, and we were at 93%. Uh-huh. So, we've been going back and doing the challenge modes to get those blue mini kits to get that 100%. And, uh, and you can ma- the, you max out your credits at 4 billion, by the way. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 4 billion. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on No, it's okay. Um, yeah, no, that one's super fun. Um, my fourth one would probably go with um, The Last of Us, also made by Naughty Dog, but way different than Uncharted. Uh, very serious, very dark, um, really gritty, but awesome. I mean, the world is crazy. It's kind of scary, but it's, it doesn't feel like a typical zombie game because it's not. The zombies are different. They're not just like normal people, but they're like, you know, dead. It's like they have, they're like infected with something. Um, And so they're a lot creepier and nastier. So, um, and also I love the characters in that too, Joel and Ellie. I mean, they're so, they're so good because they were just strangers. Um, Basically Joel is a super rough guy who he's just trying to make it by in this world. He lost his daughter when the apocalypse happened. And for 20 years, he's just been, doing whatever it takes to survive and no matter how yeah exactly he's jaded like no matter how dirty he has to get no matter how many people he has to kill he'll do it to survive you know but then he meets ellie um i don't want to i guess spoil why she's important but he meets her and he has to bring her somewhere um and he grows a bond with her because she's like the daughter that he lost um and it's it's really good. Like, just it doesn't feel forced. It's not like oh, they meet each other and he's like, hey, you're like the same age as my daughter. Like now, like I'm friends with you. Like it's not like that. At first, like he gets annoyed by her. She says things that you know make him angry. But after a little bit, like they grow a kinship that's so realistic. 
Um, so yeah, Last of Us for sure. Ugh, excuse me, for sure is uh, one of my favorites. And then I guess my last honorable mention would be um, would probably be uh, Super Smash Bros. I guess I'm gonna go with Brawl since that was my first one. Uh, I love Super Smash Bros. I like kind of like what Tim was saying earlier. Like he played so much Mario Kart that he honed his skills. I basically played so much Smash Bros with my cousins that I I would just decimate them. Like I because I would I would like babysit them sort of. So like when we'd come from home from school, I basically would just be playing Smash Bros with them all day. And like dude, I got so good that like uh, I was nasty. I mean not anymore. That was years ago, but. That one holds a special place in my heart. So I, I really like Super Smash Bros. So that'll be my fifth one, I guess. Okay. So what is your – reveal your number one there, sir. Okay. You don't want to do everyone's honorable mentions first? No, you, you do it before you're, you're announced. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So um, so this pick, I guess it might honestly actually be my favorite game, maybe. Uh, again, like I said, it's hard to pick because games are different. Um, but I guess this – if this isn't my, my number one, it would be in my top three. Like, it, it really would be. Um, so, this isn't going to come as a surprise. At least the franchise is not going to come as a surprise to either one of you. Um, the game might. I don't know. Um, but it has a very storied past. So, it's one of the Halo games, of course. Um, it's me. So, it's going to be a Halo game. Um, and, of course, this was hard to pick, right? I mean... Even though the controversial ones like four and five, um, they they have good stuff that I like about it. You know, like the story of four, while it was <laughs> confusing, like, I don't know, I at least thought Didact was interesting. I mean, he goes out like a wuss, but like, I don't know, he's kind of interesting. And like the, the dynamic between him and Cortana is pretty cool in that one, Chief and Cortana. Um, so I like the story. Story for Halo 5 was trash, but I did like the multiplayer. Um, so there's aspects of, of even the controversial ones that I like. Um, but really for me, like the gold standards are from CE to reach. I mean, all of those games for one run reason, run reason for one reason or another um, were really cool, but I had to narrow it down. I'm not trying to be like Brandon on this list who picks more than, than one. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to narrow it down. So I just picked the one that I thought was the best and I went with Halo 2. Now, the reason I went with Halo 2 was this. Halo 3, which is probably everyone's, you know, most people's favorites, I love Halo 3. Like, for me, the multiplayer is, like, it defined, it, for me, I felt like it, devi- it de- defined the genre of, like, the new age of multiplayer. Like, and also it came out when YouTube was becoming popular, when social media was becoming popular. So Halo 3, I mean, it had such a cultural impact. I mean, the multiplayer, like, everyone loved it. Valhalla, The Pit, like, classic maps. The gameplay, to me, is super balanced. Yeah, I know it's kind of slowed for nowadays because we have games like Titanfall and Destiny. But I don't – when you actually play it, it doesn't feel slow because everybody is moving at that same speed. That's the way that the game was intended to be played. That the, So the guns, you know, they don't – like in the newer games, because everybody moves so stinking fast, there's so many like lock on homing weapons. But in this, like, you know, it's, it's slower pace. So it's projectile based as well, which makes the game have an even uh, higher skill gap. Um, so for those reasons, like it's fantastic. But, and this might be controversial, but for me, 
I thought the story was pretty meh. I don't know. I didn't really love the story. It's not that it completely sucked, but when you look at the depth that Halo 2 had, and then you go to Halo 3, Halo 3's version of characters is so toned down compared to their versions in Halo 2. I mean, just think about Arbiter in Halo 3. He was just somebody th- so that your, you know, your buddy could play with you and it does, it's not, there's not two chiefs anymore. There's chief and Arbiter. Yes, he has some lines and yes, he does kill the prophet of truth, which is, he was, that was his intentions, you know, in the second game. But the arc that he had, the story he had in Halo 2 was just awesome. Miranda Keys, I mean, in Halo 3, she doesn't do much. In Halo 2, she's totally cool. Um, so, you know, a couple of the characters are kind of in truth as well. The Prophet of Truth, totally whack in Halo 3. I did not like him at all. He was like fanatical. But like in Halo 2, he was cunning, calculating. Like everyone worshipped him because he was a prophet, but he was slimy, you know? But that, so that, for that aspect, it was so cool. But so Halo 2 for me, now people didn't like it because Chief didn't, didn't really do a whole lot. He did some stuff, but he didn't do a whole lot. It kind of really was Arbiter's story. But for me, that was the best. I mean, his story was so cool seeing how the Arbiters, they're used in times of great, you know, trouble. They, they, the, you know, you get to see how like the UNSC, how their military works. You get to see the Covenant, how they work. Because in the first game, all you're doing is blasting the aliens. But in the second game, you get to see what the Covenant is like. You get to see there's a civil war inside the Covenant, you know, from the brutes taking over from the elite. So just, you know, from a lore fan's perspective, like Halo 2 did so much for the lore. Um, And it introduced some cool characters. I mean, come on, like Tartarus, like there's, and, and I've heard this said by so many YouTube videos, but Halo 2 is so stinking quotable. Like, yeah, Halo 3 is quotable. Halo 1 is quotable. But Halo 2, especially like Tartarus, Johnson, Chief, Arbiter, like their lines are so quotable. And it's because the story and the characters were written so well. Um, And it's crazy to me that that game was like a shell of what they wanted it to be. Like they wanted that game to be so much more, so much of it was cut. Uh, The development trouble, like so many development troubles. And yet it came out and it was like still one of the greatest games ever made. Um, so to me, that's just a testament to how amazing Bungie is. And then uh, off of the, the story, then the multiplayer and the, that launched Xbox live, like you got that, you know, you got an Xbox to play Halo two, you know, like, and of course, I mean, I was only five when the game came out, so I wasn't like on Xbox live, but I did play custom games with Brandon and that's, um, because Halo one came out. I was only two, right? So it's not like I'd be playing video games back then. But when Halo, you know, when Halo 2 came out, I was like five and, and you know, as I was like six or whatever. And so that's when I started like playing the games. And I remember, I mean, classic maps like Terminal and Beaver Creek and uh, I think Coagulation, that might be one of them. I can't remember. Um, but just super classic maps too for the multiplayer. And and uh, Brandon can correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember. I don't know if he had Xbox Live, so I don't know if we played Halo 2 online. Okay, we didn't. Okay, so I, cause I couldn't remember. Um, but, I mean, dude, we had a blast just going over. The split and just screen. Playing, yeah, yeah, just playing split screen against each other. And it was just so much sinking fun. The sandbox was ridiculous. Like, the energy sword was completely busted and broken. Um, and it was just fun, man. Like, it's just like to me that game had everything. It had an amazing story. 
and amazing multiplayer. And to me, that's just an all-time classic. I'll always love Halo 2, even though it's kind of busted as far as, like, difficulty goes. I mean, Legendary is just a hot mess. Um, Yeah, so you can tell that that game was unfinished for sure. Um, But I think that's what gives it character, you know? All the broken exploits of the the button combos, as much as those are stupid, and, like, the, the energy sword flying and stuff, like, as much as the game is busted... I think that's what made it great, actually. Like, that's what made it so iconic was how busted it was. Um, so, I mean, yeah, because I think even to this day, like, Halo 2 has to be one of the hardest campaigns, like, of any game. Like, it's so hard. Um, so, yeah, I know. I'm rambling on about Halo hey, 2. You're good. But, oh, good, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Halo 2. I love the Halo games, but Halo 2 is just – that's what started it all for me. So I love it. Did you, did you like anniversary? Like, did you like what they did with that? Uh, okay. So I liked what, well, you're talking about Halo 2 anniversary, right? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were talking about Halo CE anniversary. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Halo 2 anniversary. Yeah, I did like that. Um, especially Tim can attest to this too. The energy sword and the campaign. It's dope, dude. It like, it comes out. It's like, like, it sounds like a lightsaber. Like it's yeah. super cool. Yeah, so granted the old one is classic of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The... Um, but yeah, the the remaster for Halo 2 is fantastic. The blur cutscenes are just ridiculous. They're so cool. Um, I know you didn't ask this, but the Halo CE anniversary, I think they did a good job fixing their mistakes with that game because with that game, while it did look nice, it kind of killed the atmosphere of the game especially when you play a level like 343 Guilty Spark. I yeah. mean, like, it, like it, you know, it, it's like all bright. Like, you play that one, and it's like all bright, where it's, whereas it's supposed to be like super dark. And it's like, oh, like you're in a fun land now. You're in a fun forest instead of being like scared to death. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I love the remaster of Halo 2. Can I, I just want to say this is my favorite, uh, my favorite cutscene from Halo 2. The bomb is going off, like the bomb is going off. You don't want to know. Pyro, this is an amber class. The carrier shield is down and in position Wait and for ready it. for immediate assault. Negative, Commander. Not against a ship that size. Not on your own. Sir, permission to leave the station. For what purpose, Master Chief? To give the Covenant back your bomb. Permission granted. That, See, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like, everything is classic, you know, like, finishing this fight, you know? Yeah, like, that is an iconic line, in my opinion. Like, the permission to leave the station for what? To give the Covenant back their bomb. Like, yeah. that was just, like, that was just, like, quite literally just, like, mic drop. Just, like, yeah. oh, that was such a good... It's pretty cool watching the documentaries about what what went into Halo Two. That's like so entertaining just to see, like yeah, like Marty O'Donnell and Joseph Staten working together, you know, and all like the hiccups they had and how they had to get through it. They were just really, it was like a really, really committed to this project. And like yeah, like you said, it came out great. All right, Brandon, give us your honorable mention or mentions and your uh, your number one. 
Okay, so I, did, I was just, I don't think, like I said, I, I could barely come up with five games. So I guess honorable mentions are Pokemon Silver um, on the Game Boy, Super Mario 64 on the DS. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Kirby on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're in. I actually have some of those games on my phone because you can get it on the emulator. So yep. I still got Pokemon. Um, number one, probably Halo Reach. Yeah, nice. Halo Reach. Because, yeah, you're right. The story was awesome. The atmosphere was awesome. Gameplay is awesome. Some people don't like the armor abilities, but I thought it was just new and different. But, yeah, it was just so much fun because I think that was probably the most Halo – multiplayer i played wasn't at reach probably reach yeah because that's that's where i got an xbox lives too halo 3 halo reach but especially uh you get your custom games but the best thing i would do in halo reach was what i would do is um i'd go into forge mode with my my sisters would actually play forge with me and we would build our own bases into the forge world it would be like me and one sister versus the other two sisters we build our bases, put our weapons and stuff, and then we just like fight and have custom games. I had to, I had to go easy on them, but like, dude, it was it was fun. Like, yeah. I tried. I wouldn't get too mad, but sometimes like my sisters would get so mad they like start hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it was, it was pretty fun. I mean, but and yeah, firefight. I played a firefighter time with Emma. Like we, we used to play that all the time. Um, campaign is campaign is very replayable. And yeah, my, probably my favorite thing in Halo, not just Reach, but all of Halo, is going into big team battle, hopping in a Warthog, and just like, just, just, Playing you know, driving around. Yeah, get a good gunner on the back, you know, with the gun, not, not even the Goss Hog, even just the regular Hog. That's probably like my number one Halo experience. But Halo Reach is, yeah, I, I, I'm not trying not to compare it to other Halo games. I just want to say this is why, this is probably why my favorite, my favorite Halo is because I enjoyed it the most most memorable experiences. Um, yeah, it's just, just a good last final game from Halo from Bungie. Yeah, and I mean, to, to even top that off, like the, the armor customization was just insane. Like you'd have like a robotic arm. What was cool is you could you could wear the armor of anybody on Noble Team, which was so cool because you get to see their armor and all the promotions and all the posters. And then you find out you in the multiplayer, you can actually make that armor. You could actually be them. And you could have like their firefight voice, the armor effect. You can have like a flaming head or the inclement weather. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was just so much incentive to play the multiplayer, the challenges. Um, and then you had cool modes, multi-team and infection. The, the custom games were so fun. So, yeah, dude, I agree, man. Reach, Reach really was awesome. Yes, oh, you it do. Is. That is why I put it on. It is number four, but uh, okay, man. As we kept going, I kept thinking of more honorable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna try to keep it keep it simple. Um, Halo ODST. Um, it was just it felt good. Uh, I don't know. It was it was almost a weird experience. Like I love. I loved like the jazz music in it and like the kind of weird story, how like you like are seeing like you're playing the future and then you go back in time 
or you go back in time and then like you're playing like the rookie or whatever frame uh, stories yeah who's like six hours later and you see like the pyramid like uh like the square blown like a big uh building blown up and like you get to go play the mission of how it got blown up um so that that uh it was it was a tie between that and halo reach but i just i went for halo reach um got destiny one i kind of covered that earlier um super smash bros but the ultimate version because it has all the characters um yeah i mean brawl is my first one as well that always will have a special place in my heart but ultimate i love uh my main is like roy from fire emblem and uh and now i i also main like cloud and chrome or chrom um i kind of spin off of my fifth um is mario kart 8 deluxe for the switch love it uh, again it has like that kind of nostalgic feeling with the new elements um man what do i pick for my fifth one here uh well um pokemon games in general i i love them i've been well i've been playing i played blue as my first one on game boy color that i played it on and then i then played x omega ruby uh i played sword on the switch uh, i have uh the 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 emulator uh and like the modified one of ruby which is called light platinum it has like 16 gyms craziness um yeah and then rocket league quick throw that in there fun car game like easy just to pass the time with um okay now my number one it is not an xbox game and i don't even own a ps4 but i do play on pc i have told jamin many times that i want him to try this game out because i think he will love it it is a realm reborn final fantasy 14 it is an on, it is online it is multi, massive multiplayer the story mode uh i've never played a game with such a good story mode for mo- like a for the type of game it is even just in general games i've played i have not like in game like how easy it is to understand like final fantasy 14 and realm reborn i will play the heck out of that um they have three expansions uh heaven's ward stormblood and shadowbringers um heaven's ward introduces new classes same as stormblood um, I play as um, a ninja on my. I used to play as a ninja, and then I played um, a samurai when Stormblood came out. Oh, nothing, nothing cooler than uh, I played like the little guys Final Fantasy. Uh, they're called Lalafells, and my little dude running around with his katana and his robes. Oh, so much fun. Um, and then that was on my buddy's account. I got my own account finally. And uh, I leveled, I think, eight classes to level 35 uh, in a matter of, like, three weeks. Um, and then uh, um, I, uh, I main Dragoon, which uh, is, like, a spearman. It has really cool armor. Um, this is a game that if you have a PS4, and I hope will be oh, 
I said this to Jamin a while back, but if the PS5 has ray tracing, um, which I I don't remember um, if it will or not, um, but if it does, oh, I hope Final Fantasy XIV gets ported to it. It is such a beautiful game as it is on the PS4 and on uh, on PC, but it would just make it even more beautiful. The dungeons are great, you know has just a good system it was actually when it came out it was awful and they actually stopped online so like they stopped all the services for it so people couldn't even play it uh square enix took it back um for like a year redid it uh and they have just done such an amazing job on it um if you have a pc or a ps4 like i said Try it out. You can get the free um, demo. You don't have to pay anything a month. You can get to level 35. That is definitely enough time. to. If you get to level 35, you've been hooked on it. It. It's So it's a free demo, free. If that's free, you can still do the dungeons up to that point. Um, I just, I fell in love with it as soon as I started playing it. You got your chocobos that you can ride. You know, you got your different towns, your different classes that you can play as, and all classes have like a subclass to them. So, like to be um, to become a ninja, you have to be a level fifteen like pugilist, because um, they have you have classes, and then each class has a job. So, like a ranger becomes a bard, um, a rogue becomes a ninja, um, a thaumaturge becomes a black mage. Um, Arcanus um, becomes White Mage, I think. Um, you have Gladiator becomes a Paladin. Marauder becomes Warrior. Um, it, it's just a cool system. It's complex. I don't play any PvP, actually, on it. But the story mode, just the gr- even grinding levels is fun. Because you can just find little side quests or something to do. Or you can do like random dungeons just to pass the time. You get good XP from it. It's a fun game. Like I said, I recommend it to anyone who has the time or has like a PS4, gaming PC, whatever. You can download it, play it. It is a blast play, even if it's just like your side game that you have that you play when you're bored. It is fun. Like, I mean, I can't guarantee you'll be addicted to it, but... If you love the Skyrim aspect mixed in with a multi, like mixed in with like MMO, um, like it's two things that just work so well in this game and have, it just presents itself so well. Um, but yeah. I keep Actually, saying- Tim, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, is it like, as far as like MMO is concerned, is it very top down? Like, um, like no. World of Warcraft? Does it feel like that, or does it feel kind of more like a third-person action? So this is the nice thing about it. You could play third-person or first-person. Oh. You have your choices. Do you I have play... to be online? Yes. Okay. But w- since it is a free demo, um, PlayStation doesn't actually require you to have the online subscription, even when you're paying for it. You don't need the PS Plus because Final Fantasy has its own 
thing installed that when you start paying for it, like once you, if you want to pass that 35 gap, um, you pay monthly, like for how much, like, so it is expensive. Um, it is, uh, $14.99 per month. Um, if you want to do it that way, but you can only, you, you don't have to do it. Like you can set up automatic payments, um, or you can just do it with like, Hey, this month I'm going to pay, you know, for the next 30 days, I'm going to buy it so I can play it. Cause you might not want to play it all the time. Like I don't always keep my subscription active when I'm like, man, I really want final fantasy. I'll be like, sure. I'll throw the 15 bucks on it. I'll play it for like the next three or four weeks, you know, get my kind of fill of it. You know, it's, I love it every time I go back to it. Uh, it never gets old for me. Um, but yeah, so just for the free demo on Steam, um, or you don't even have to download it from Steam. You can just go to their website. Um, I believe it's called the Mog Station, M-O-G Station, um, and then just get the free download of it, and it'll give you the requirements for it. But yeah, if you have a PS4, um, I would definitely try it. Again, you don't need PS Plus. You just download it can play up to level 35 on all classes you know really gives you a feel of what you want to play as i think you have at the base game um you get like 10 classes to choose from so cool uh it's very in my opinion unique in its um in its field of mmorpgs because the story because all the cutscenes um that are like really story oriented are all voiced. Um, uh, it just has a good, again, story. It really brings you in, and like it keeps reminding you, like, oh yeah, you have to save this town. Like you know, this guy like went out, hasn't come back, or like, you know, this person is dead because of of, of this or whatever. You know, you need to avenge them. You know, it's not like something where it's like, oh, thank you, you rescued my crops, kind of thing. It's like a you know, oh, we are looking for my sister. You know, like that's one of the main characters, and I think Heaven's Ward or near the near Heaven's Ward, um, his sister was kidnapped, and they're like, yeah, we still we're still looking for my sister, and and all this stuff, and it, yeah, the story is very good, um, storytelling. Uh, out of all the ones, out of all the games that I've played, it has the best story that I've I've played. Um, it's a game that I recommend to everyone because it fills, I think, just about all the needs. You could play as the class you want. You know, you can play. It's an MMO. It's an RPG. Um, like, there's modes where, like, you can, like, um, you can actually, I think, turn players off so you don't actually have to see all the other people online. But the hubs are massive. Like, they have so many worlds it's like it's insane there's i think i think every world holds close to 10,000 people and they have for north america they have like 40 of them it's massive like it's a pretty pretty good game um so anyways kind of went too far on your question jamin you're just asking if it needed online play, but <laughs> all good. It's actually a game I see. Uh, I see your brother playing, Jamin. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even you. Uh, yeah, you. I'll try it out. I'll try it out. If you do, uh, let me know. I'll let you know what uh, what world I'm on, so we can play together. All right. Cool. Because that's the thing. It's not like a No Man's Sky situation where they're like, oh, we're on the same world, but where are you? Yeah. It's like a, no, you're there. <laughs> like, you see people running across the field. Like, yeah. So it's like, a, oh, that's another thing. It kind of is like, uh, it takes, there's like things called fates, which, I mean, all three of us have played Destiny, so you know what a public event is. But it's like that. You get into the circle, and if you're too high of a level, you can do a level sync, which will bring you down to that level. And you'll get like rewards for it for like you can pick a grand company out of the three main towns. It's just so cool. The music, I fall asleep to the music like just about like every night. Cause it's just like that piano, nice piano music. It's very calming. It's like a even like a study music. It is perfect for studying. Like I've used that to write so many, so many things. Like just put it on in the background. Got that kind of not mind focusing, but it's like I don't know if like you guys enjoy listening to like rain sounds or something like it's, it's like a calming, but then, you know, you get into your, like, then it's like, in, like it does the like, like a dungeon music. And it's just like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Some, dude, if you, if you like that, man, you should definitely check out the new trailer for the new final fantasy. I have. Oh yeah. What do you think? Oh my gosh. It's for, it's coming out for PC as well, so I'm uh, I'm gonna cop it. Nice. But uh, yeah. I like that it actually looks like a fantasy game. I don't know what was up with Final Fantasy 15. It looked really weird. You were the like one, in a, it was like a road trip game. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, is that game? Yeah, the one with like the chicken and stuff like that, and yeah, chocobos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so none of the Final Fantasy games are actually directly related. Like, like they're all just like uh, their own story. Did Did Hideo Kojima make it? Make those? Uh, whoever made um six is making sixteen, is the is the maker of fourteen. So mm-hmm. I have I have high hopes for sixteen. I cannot wait to play it. It looks very um. It looks very Final Fantasy style, but it also feels kind of dark from the trailer which I'm excited about because I mean, I don't play that many games that are like dark. Like I'm not, like, I don't play Batman. Um, but like, I'm excited for this. Like, so yeah. So uh, that's going to be good. I hope. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy Realm Reborn. It's a game that will always come out on uh, on top for me. Um, and it's actually, um, as of IGN, I believe, ratings. Let me look this up um, to make sure I don't want to... I don't want to spread false information. Um, it's like one of the most played like MMOs, right? Just typically? Yes, IGN rated it. A nine out of or nine point five out of ten, um, and it was only beat out by uh, World of Warcraft at a nine point six. Um, let's see. It actually, I feel like it might have gotten. 
Let's see. Yeah. It was um or maybe that was last year's list. This year, yeah, this year they rated it better than uh than than WoW. Does WoW get play, like players consistently still? Oh yeah, I have a I have a coworker who who has a bunch of people who are friends who play WoW. Um they're coming up with a DLC this uh this fall. But uh That boy is trouble. <laughs> uh, but that Harry Potter game, I'm excited for that. See, Dude, yes. see gameplay of that. I'm so excited for that. Have you checked out the trailer? Uh, I've checked out game like a little bit of the not gameplay uh, of the stuff for. It. I haven't looked at a full in-depth trailer for it, but uh, but yeah, some of the games coming out for the PS5 look very good, or that and PC. Um, but but yeah, so. Yeah, that looks cool for sure. This was our uh, this is our top five. Uh, obviously, we all have our own opinions. Um, I mean, we we saw that in discussing about the games. Uh, we all have very different. Um, we I mean, we all have played different playstyles, but we all have uh, our different favorite uh, favorite games. Some crossover, some crossover. Um, but especially uh, Halo. Yeah, Halo is definitely the one I think we all have in common the most. Um, but like, Brandon, you play Battlefield. I've never played a Battlefield. Uh, Jamin over here plays Batman. You know, I'm, I don't play Batman. But, like, I play Final Fantasy. Um, you know, we all got our, our fortes, you know, that hit that sweet spot for us. Like, Brandon, like... Your your go to, if I'm not mistaken, from your list was it kind of like Battlefield like three, or Battlefield one. Yep, um, never gets old, man. Yeah, like that's how I feel. Like take that feeling, and then just that's me with with uh, Final Fantasy. Um, then uh, Jamin, I think yours was uh, what Arkham. Horror or not Arkham Horror? That's a the board game, but uh, Ark Batman. Uh, what, Arkham what, City. What? Yeah, Arkham City. Arkham City. Yeah. Know, I, so I will say that I really love Arkham Asylum. I I kind of it's like a toss up between Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Sometimes, not did not really enjoy Arkham Knight. Um, neither did I really enjoy Arkham Origins. But Arkham City, yeah, that's just so classic. You know, just a good. It's like even if you don't love Batman, it's still just a fun adventure. You know. Fair enough, yeah. I have one of them that I got from Games of Gold. Um, well, yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, we can uh, we can talk more uh, after after the podcast. Uh, let's uh, we can wrap this up. So, Jamin, where can uh, where can the lovely folks listening to this podcast find you? All right. Yeah. So, uh, you Tim's already uh, said it before. I thank him very much for that plug. Uh, super cool. But yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, name's the rewriter. You want to check me out? I'm, I'm very small. I just started. Um, but I've got four videos now, a couple star Wars, a halo and a Batman video. Um, I, I plan right now. I'm a little busy as I'm in school. So, um, you know, videos might be a little bit infrequent. Um, but I have a lot of plans. It doesn't mean that I got bored or that I'm done with it. Um, I got a lot of plans for a lot of different stuff. 
I'm kind of on a little bit of a Star Wars run right now. So if you like Star Wars, you might like uh, some of the stuff I'm going to come out with. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, fellas, it has uh, been a good run. Had a solid uh, had a solid podcast uh, this episode. And with that, this is the Game Boys signing out. Have a good uh, have a good day, everyone. Peace. Peace out.